0: This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motte. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. And our special guest this week is NFL safety Anthony Harris. He's a free agent currently. He was on the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl team last year, played for Minnesota and Denver over the past seven seasons. So Anthony's going to join us. Stay tuned for that. Great conversation with him. You're going to hear him talk a little bit about listening And waiting and praying and hearing the Lord. Also, Joel Gaines, the head of school at the City School Philadelphia, he's going to join me. We have a special event coming up Saturday, November 4th at the City School Philadelphia with Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. I've done several of these events with Brian. They're extremely, incredibly impactful, powerful events and a night that so many people leave there with lasting memories. And we just really want to encourage and inspire. So Joel's going to give you some information on one, what they do at the city school in Philadelphia, and also how you can be part of this event. There's an opportunity for everyone who shows up. The Eagles are playing the Cowboys On Sunday, we know that the Eagles and Cowboys are going head-to-head for the NFC East title. Eagles got the lead right now in the division. It's going to be a big game. It's Cowboys week, and there's an opportunity to win two tickets for that game on Sunday. So all of that information is coming up in a conversation with Joel. Had an awesome event this past week at the Parksburg Point. Shout-out to my good friend, Dwayne Walton, and all they do. Some challenges along the way. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni could not make it, but Irving Fryer, former number one overall pick, he was there. Also, Todd Harriman's former Eagle, and Arlen Harris played in the NFL, and he was there as well, so we had a great night. It was a tremendous opportunity to really speak to the kids, and All the work that they do at the Parksburg Point, Dwayne Walton and his staff, it's phenomenal. So that was a a tremendous night. But before we get to Joel, I I just want to say this, that there are going to be opportunities in our lives. There are going to be moments in our lives where we have to make decisions about some of the difficulties that we encounter. Some of the problems sometimes people are going to come after us or do things to us or lie to us or make false claims or however it may be deceive however it is and we have to make decisions on how we're going to react. Are we going to be vengeful? Are we going to be filled with anger? Or are we going to let the Lord handle it? And sometimes when that happens, the first reaction, the first inclination is, you want to fight back, you want to. And, and I've learned through the help of my beautiful wife, Remy, who's been a tremendous influence on me, to take a moment to take a deep breath, to think about it, to pray about it. Always pray about it to invite the Lord into your heart and allow him to help you make those decisions on how you're going to proceed and go forward with whatever it is that you're going through or whatever it is someone has done to you. So that's the quick little word. We've got two interviews and we want to get to those. So first up, this is Joel Gaines, the head of school at the City School of Philadelphia. Joel, we have a really exciting event coming up. At the city school next Saturday, November fourth, Brian Dawkins is coming to campus. I've done a few events already with Brian, and it's going to be, I know, a very powerful night. Tell me a little bit about the city school and what this is going to mean for the community.
1: Yeah, Rob, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, the city school is an incredible place. Uh, we've been uh, we began in nineteen seventy eight, and we serve students grades pre K to all throughout the city of Philadelphia, and to have Brian Dawkins come and uh, just share his life, share his love for, um, for the city of Philadelphia, and then also the ways that we can impact the, the, the city of Philadelphia in, in positive ways. And our, our, one of our models is to uh, bring light, Lux Irby, which means light to the city. And when, when I think about the way that Brian Dawkins plays it very much connects to the way that we serve students on a daily basis here at the city school. Uh, we want to train students' minds. We want to disciple their hearts and uh, bring light to the city one child at a time. And we feel like Brian and his message of Shalom and excellence is in the city is exactly who we are uh, as a school.
0: How many students uh, are in this school and, and how, how can people get more information if they want to, one, go to the event, and two, even if they can't make the event or participate or maybe perhaps in, in some way contribute to what you guys are doing over there at the City School?
1: Absolutely. So anyone can go to cityschool.org. That's cityschool.org. And we have a, a Donate Now button on our website, but we also have all the information uh, about the event. And we're, we're really looking for sponsors, individuals who want to sponsor the event, And it it does a lot for uh, individual sponsors, but it does even more for the ways that it impacts students. It it provides opportunities, scholarships, programming, and just more funding for our school to be able to see more and more students flourish, uh, particularly in Jesus' name, in the city of Philadelphia. We want to see all students flourish. We invite all to be a part of our context. So if they go to cityschool.org, at the top of our website, it has all the information about celebrating our 45th year Lux Irby Day because we were founded in 1978, and they'll be able to hear information about the school, but particularly this event as well.
0: How many students are you serving?
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, and listen, we have capacity for more, but currently we're at 420 students throughout our three campuses, wow. uh, campus, um, and, uh, campus in the Northern Liberty section of the city, West Philadelphia, and Fairmount section of the city. Uh, two elementary, pre-K to fifth grade, and one sixth to twelfth grade building. And,
0: and all of these students are getting a, a, not only just a quality education. Uh, I know you guys are really instilling biblical values and biblical principles in them along the way.
1: That is that is correct, Rob. I mean, our five core commitments are Jesus, Shalom, the city, excellence, and accessibility. and that, And that leads us to... That uh, that drives all of the things that we do. Uh, we want to see students be exposed and connected to, and have a love for the Lord Jesus. We want students to experience His shalom, which is flourishing and fullness and harmony and justice within our city. And we we love the city of Philadelphia. That's why that's one of our core commitments, city. But uh, and along with that, we want to see excellence. We want to see our students be excellent citizens, excellent academics. Over our 45 years, we've had students thrive at all the local and uh, Ivy league all over the country. We have students who are doing really, really good work and uh, our alumni will be back as well. So we're excited to celebrate them uh, during, during that weekend.
0: I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. I, I like I said earlier, I've done several of these with Brian. And I just know that the impact that evening is going to have, and and what it's been like. Are there still opportunities for for people to get tickets for the VIP portion of the event, the meet and greet with Brian? Do you still have those available, or has that sold out?
1: No, that, so those are those are going very very quickly. I just had a group of folks drop off tickets. Uh, they they wanted to ensure. They came and met with me at the school. They wanted to ensure that they have tickets, but there are there is room available. Okay. Um, it is going very quickly, so please go to cityschool.org, fill out that VIP sponsorship uh, option. And again, I don't know if we if people know this, Rob, but there is an opportunity to get two end zone tickets Whoa. to the game the next day. So wow, uh, okay, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys the next day, and we have two end zone tickets. One of our generous donors. Uh, gave us his um, gave us his season season tickets so that we can uh, offer those off raffle those off at the event. So you do have to attend the event uh, to be able to get these tickets. But if you want to go, and I sat in these seats, Rob, I was blessed. He hooked me up one day. Um, <laughs> uh, they are incredible seats. I mean, you're. You, you you might you might have some of uh, Jalen Hurts sweat. I don't know if people like that. I would, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, Kelsey sweat. i the definitely not Kelsey. Although I like Kelsey if he hears it. Um, <laughs> but but you're so close to the field and you get to see the action in real time.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, again, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. Uh, I appreciate you guys, what you do, the work that you're doing in the city, with the school, with the students and, and how we're coming together to make this happen. So Joel, looking forward to it. And I appreciate you, my friend.
1: Rob, we're really, really grateful for you. The way that you continue to serve uh, the city of Philadelphia, uh, the work that you do on the, um, all that you do, I know you—you you, have—it seems like you have so many jobs, sir. Um, but I love the way that you serve the city, um, and I'm grateful. So, thank you for this opportunity. And go, birds, and please come out to this event today. Over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
0: With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The hairy egg breakfast sandwich made with two farm fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Liceo rolls and feature Dietz and Watson premium meats and cheeses freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's dairy stores, our family, your hometown deli. back to faith on a field show i'm rob Motti. if you're listening to us for the first time you can go to faith on a find every episode since we launched in 2017 you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at faith on the field if you'd like to be a sponsor help our ministry grow reach out to us at team at faith on a and if you just want to help the ministry we're a nonprofit. you can find us at faith on there's a donate button Right there. Our guest this week, Anthony Harris, began his NFL career with the Minnesota Vikings in 2015. He's played for the Vikings, spent time with the Eagles. Denver, as I mentioned earlier, went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles last year. Here is my conversation with Anthony. Anthony, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. You're in a different kind of uh, time right now of your life, right? You're still a free agent. You played, you were on the Eagles last year when the guys went to the Super Bowl, but you're also a new dad. So there's a lot of transition happening in your life. What is it like?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been wonderful. Um, So for me, uh, I welcome my first child into the world, a beautiful daughter who's now uh, one month old. Um, So for me, that's been an exciting time to be very present in that, that whole experience, Um, you know, to be around family, to share those memories and create those memories, um, you know, with her and my family and my fiance as well. Um, That's been very special to me. So um, it hasn't been unappreciated, um, but I've also just been trying to find balance and continuing to do the things that, you know, I normally do. And that's just staying fit, um, continuing to work out, continue to, you know, uh, build up myself in different aspects of life as well.
0: Well, I remember what it was like when my wife gave birth to twin girls. So we had double the the, the amount of diaper changes the feedings and everything else at this point one month into it what level of diaper changer are you like are you pro bowl level or are you ready for all pro status where are you with that or how how do you feel about doing it
2: uh, i think i think i'm at all pro level right now um <laughs> you know i've I've had a little bit of a experience prior uh with nieces and nephews but now it's it's nothing like having your own so um, that, that extra sense of responsibility, um, it feels great. So each day, you know, I, I, I approach that um, with great care and great focus. Um, and it's just been exciting, you know, um, trying to learn and stay patient and, and learn from her and how she's moving and how she's acting to try to time that thing up nicely.
0: As a guy who's been a veteran in the NFL right now to look at the league and and know that, I'm sure you know that you can contribute. How are you making sure that you're staying ready for that call?
2: Well, it's just been, you know, staying in tune with my trainers. Um, You know, uh, keeping in mind what our goal is, you know, um, from a daily basis to a weekly basis, understanding, you know, what that looks like, understanding what the demand of, you know, high-level football can be. Um, and you know, that's you know, the strength training, um, the high velocity speed, the quick twitch muscles. So we're staying on top of those things, you know, making sure we're tapping into those weekly, um, that where our body is right there where it needs to be and uh doesn't take a lot of time to adapt to the environment that we're in.
0: Is there a specific place that you would want to look to play in, whether it's conference division, close to home or anything along those lines, uh, a winning team that's got a shot like Philly last year having a chance to go to the Super Bowl some of the teams like that or, or are you open to everything?
2: Yeah well I think I've, I've had a little bit of um all of those experiences throughout my career um, from spending a number of years out in Minnesota away from my family to spending some time uh, closer to Philly to spending some you know some some uh, seasons where we've you know made playoffs consecutive years um, to being part of those teams of you know rebuilding to You know, being with the organization that maybe didn't make the playoff the first year and then going into that year, you know, we were just building, building and, uh, you know, able to make the playoffs and then continue to build from there. So um, that's kind of been my experience and journey. Um, So, you know, I'm really open to whatever the challenge may look like, Um, you know, as I've played a number of years, I've grown to appreciate a lot um, in terms of, you know, what I can contribute to the game, whether that's production on the field whether that's to having young guys in the room um, who, who are getting opportunities and, and helping them take steps, whether that's in preparation, whether that's in, you know, some adversities that you face in life, whether it's handling starting your first game. Um, I've kind of been through it all. So, you know, I've learned to appreciate it all. Um, I enjoy winning, um, but I enjoy the process on what it takes to win um, and, and showing up daily. So, you know, I'm welcome for whatever the opportunity presents.
0: You were part of that Minnesota team that was went to the NFC title game against Philly in seventeen. You were part of, and then you saw what it's like. You saw what it's like to play there, right, as a visitor. Then you saw what it's like to play there as a member of the home team. What what is that fan base like? Because we talk so often about the great fan bases in sports, and, and Philadelphia is right there with them.
2: Yeah, I mean, from from my time around the league, whether that's you know being part of an organization. Uh, whether that's you know being on the road and traveling to different fan bases, I've come to learn each fan base, each fan base is unique. Um, and Philly's definitely one of them. Um, you know, they're very supportive um, and they're they they're, they're gonna require you to you know go out and pitch your best foot forward each day um, in each game. and And when you don't do it and you don't reach that level of expectations that they think you should be at, they're gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's part of the game, you know that's part of the the greatness in the journey. Um, you know, facing that adversity. Um, The ups and the downs and to be able to take, you know, constructive criticism, but also to be able to block it out at times when you need to. So, um, you know, that market has taught me a lot about that, um, as well as, you know, playing in there as a a competitor and playing in there as a a member of the organization.
0: You talked about being on teams that are at different stages, whether they're rebuilding or whether they're winning. And then last year you experienced both sides of that because you spent some time Mm -hmm. in Denver and they were going through a rough period there. A little bit unexpected. They bring in Russell Wilson and the thought was they were going to contend and we know how things ended up there. And then, you know, you go from Philly to Denver, back to Philly. What was your time like with the Broncos? What what did you experience there? What did you learn?
2: Uh, I mean, it was a great experience um, to get out there, to be around a a different group of men um, who, you know, understand different backgrounds, um, who's Uh, experience in the NFL has been a bit different from what mine has been or or the previous teams that I've been on. So it's been a learning experience, Um, just understanding that, you know, you can have great players um, and players who produce uh, at a high level, um, but it takes a team, you know, it takes more than just um, putting together uh, the best, the most talented roster. You know, it takes everybody coming together, gelling on and off the field Um, and not just, you know, with the players, but with the coaches as well. Um, So to be able to, you know, be in different environments and see what it takes and see the level of camaraderie, um, the level of communication um, that comes from all sides, um, from, you know, the best player on the roster to the guy who may feel like, um, you know, he's least important. I've seen those guys and the impact that they could have um, on a week to week basis on helping the team get better.
0: I'm going to run some names by you and I want you to tell me what you think they all have in common. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson. I see <laughs> you smiling. I think you know.
2: Yeah. Um, outside of all those guys being great players, um, players who've done a lot in the league, who've done a lot for the league. Uh, I'm actually at home in my my hometown with my mom's place, and she has a, a room with a number of footballs of collective items. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to you know receive from guys on, on Sundays and whatever days we played them, but, um, I faced them all. Um, you know, I faced them all it has been great games. Um, I've made some plays against them and, and like grapes, they've made some plays against me as well. Um, but to be able to share the field with those guys to go out and compete, um, at the highest level, um, I definitely got the most respect for those guys. Well, you're too humble
0: to say it, but yes, you intercepted all of those guys. The last one was Brady. So does you, your mom has all you have all those balls? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. And, and that's yeah. got to be such a special, great feeling. Russ was, I think, a pick six, correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
0: OK, so that when what does it take, man, when, to be able to put yourself in position to Sometimes it's luck. The ball bounces that way. And sometimes it's just an excellent read. You understand what's happening, you know, ahead of time. What, what does it take? Take me through the mindset of a safety of a defensive back to put yourself in a position. Sometimes a guy will gamble. How do you know when to go for it? And, and maybe and as, as a safety, as opposed to a cornerback, you, you may not have any help back there if you're going to gamble too. So what's it like? What goes through your mind when you're trying to get that pick?
2: I mean, there's, there's a lot of preparation. Um, you know, you hear some guys talk about it, uh, you know, week to week. You know, they've they watched a lot of film. They've watched a lot of tendencies. Um, and they may pull out a play or two where they just know, um, based off the tendencies, the situations, where guys are, um, that, you know, that's a high high opportunity to make a play there, you know. Um, so it's not really guessing. Um, I guess it's more so, you know, uh, taking calculated risks. Um, but it but it, it shows up before the game on Sundays or whatever day you play. Um there's a lot of time put in um from the mental game, but also, you know, the physical aspect um is something that guys have to take into account too. Um, you know, the preparation in the offseason, um, the mobility aspect, the bending. Um, and it's just it's just a chess game. Um so when you make those plays, um, you know, you're excited that, you know, the work that you've put in throughout the week um and the contribution of your teams as well. You know, sometimes it's you know, reading out a play, but getting the feel for what your defensive line's doing up up front and the time and then pinning it all together to make that play.
0: I've covered a lot of coaches in the NFL, been around a lot of guys, seen from Belichick, to Andy Reid, to all of them. And one of the, the guys that stands out to me is, is the most likable among players is Nick Sirianni. Uh, you had mm-hmm. a chance a little bit to experience him. What What is it like playing for Nick? We see him so animated sometimes on the sideline, getting into it. He's always there to defend his players. What is it? What was it like playing for him?
2: I mean, it it was a, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, You know, he's a great teacher. He's a great coach. Um, He connects well with the players. Um, He knows how to, you know, even it out. You know, there's times when he's, you know, he puts his foot down in practice um, and he gets his points across, but then there's also times where he lightens the mood, you know, during different meetings and, you know, keeps guys having fun with it. So to play for the coach like that, who, you know, you see sometimes on the sideline, he has that energy, he has that passion, um, it's exciting. So, But to be able to go out there and compete um, and work with them every day with that task, is a, it was a special opportunity.
0: What has some of this time away <clears throat> from football besides fatherhood, um, what has it allowed you to learn about yourself? Is there more of an appreciation for the sport? Have you spent time working on whether it's mental health or anything else to make sure that you're right uh, in the right frame of mind and obviously you're you're doing what you gotta do physically.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's giving me a lot of time to really grow. Um, you know, uh outside of football, you know, look into a number of different things that, you know, interest me. Um, you know, learn a lot more about myself, um, take a look at the environment and kind of where we're at, kind of where I am in my life and my career, um, set things up, you know, in the back end for that to be there and make it a smooth transition. But it's also gave me a good appreciation for the game um, to be able to continue to watch some football. Take a look at some of the guys that I've uh, played with over the years, whether that's veterans still playing at a high level. Um, I was t- just talking to Steve Nelson, who's with the Texans now, um, who was over there playing, having a good season. A guy like Rodney McLeod, who I went to college with. Um, so taking a look at some of the veterans like that still playing at a high level, still contributing um, to a, to the team, to the locker room. But also, you know, taking a look at the younger players that I've come in contact with and and shared the locker room with and shared the space with and just seeing how they're doing, um, you know, from different conversations that I've had with guys about just, you know, controlling what you control, um, taking care of yourself off the field, health-wise, mentally, um, you know, physically just being in the best shape that you can be in, but just how to handle um, the ups and downs of the season and to to see guys handling that well and performing at a high level, um, it makes me feel great that, you know, um, outside of what I've done on the field, the different relationships that I've had with guys on the field, um, that they're taking some of the things that guys passed to me and they're continuing to use that to develop their career.
0: You sound like a guy who could certainly go into coaching at some point. I, I know you still want to play, but has that crossed your mind because the, the experience you have, the way you're able to communicate some of your experiences to younger players and the teachable moments. Is coaching something that might be on the horizon in the future?
2: Uh, Possibly. Possibly. I mean, it's something that I've given some thought to. Um, (laughs) It's something that a number of guys that I've been around um, in the the past couple of years, uh, they've mentioned to me, um, whether that's just, you know, giving them insight on, you know, different tips that I've picked up on reading different things whether that's from reading offensive linemen to reading receivers and stems and stuff like that um you know they they joke and you know say different things about being a coach so it's it's a thought that's crossed my mind um as much as I love the game and love the uh the the teaching aspect and the learning aspect is something that I do uh cherish and find some joy in so whether that's in the cards uh later down the line uh, who knows um i guess we'll just have to see
0: I know you do uh, a lot of work with your foundation, the Anthony Harris Foundation. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to start that and where, what areas of focus and and what you guys have coming up.
2: Yeah. I mean, I started the Anthony Harris Foundation a number of years ago. um, And for me, it was just all about giving back um, and having an opportunity to reflect on my journey to where I am now. So Um, Looking over that, just thinking about the people who've helped me um, outside of my family, whether that was coaches um, who provided me with an opportunity to learn a new sport, to help develop my skill set, whether that was football or basketball. Um, So whether it was looking at it from an enjoyment standpoint, whether looking at it from an opportunity to have an outlet um, from the different things that go on in life, whether it was an opportunity to, you know, keep me out of trouble from getting into things that, you know, I possibly could have. Um, I took a look at all those things. And what I said was, you know, with my platform and some of the resources that I have, I wanted to be able to, um, you know, put that in place for other individuals. Um, You know, somebody needs a helping hand, whether that's school supplies, whether that's equipment to go out and play football and do something they love, I wanted to be able to support them. Um, Whether that was somebody who just needed a little bit of mentoring, um, a little sense of guidance, I wanted to be able to um, you know, be that for them or have um, other individuals uh, connected with them to support them along the way um, on their journey as well. So we try to focus on, you know, education, uh, mentorships um, through sports. Um, and, and that's it's done great things for us. Um, it's been fulfilling for myself. But to see the face of a lot of the young individuals um, who feel very lucky and appreciative of different things that they have received over the year, it's been very rewarding. Um, and I just want to continue to do that. So, you know, we've partnered up with a number of different, um, companies and a number of different brands and sponsors to help be able to do some of the things we've done. Um, coming up soon, we'll have some stuff, um, to help give kids, uh, supplies. They continue to go through the school year with kids in need. And as the holidays come up, whether that's Thanksgiving or Christmas to be able to do some different things during those times.
0: Well, that's outstanding work. Uh, Anthony, and and I'm sure those kids are really appreciative um, throughout your career, throughout your journey in life. What what has your faith meant to you and how does it kind of guide what you're doing as far as giving back in the community and, and having a heart for kind of serving other people?
2: Yeah, well, I think I've just been very blessed, um, you know, uh, and sometimes I think, you know, it could be one of those things where you know, we take more credit than, you know, what we actually may deserve ourselves as individuals. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's taught me a lot. Um, It's just about, you know, the team around you and the support system that you have um, and truly what you believe in and and some of the things that you can really fall back on um, as adversity may strike at any moment. So um, for me, it's just been a continuous journey of learning um, a continuous journey of, you know, giving thanks, uh, being grateful, Um, you know trying to give back um, and show um, gratitude for the opportunities that I've been given um, but also for the opportunities that I wasn't given um, because Mm -hmm. I believe that that's also you know part of my story part of my journey and as much as the yeses have um, shaped my character um, I also believe that you know it's a contribution of the no's you know the things that um, I once wanted I thought I wanted that you know, didn't actually come to pass and allowed me to learn more about patience um, and to allow me to learn more about time and then continue to strengthen um, those two. Uh, I think that those things that I've I've learned and continue to learn and continue to show up, um, and that's things that I continue to try to share with other individuals um, on this journey that I'm on and try to support them on a the journey that they're on as well.
0: I like what you said about the nose, because sometimes I, I always feel like God will close a door, right, or not allow you to go through a door because there's something better for you, or there are mm-hmm. relationships that you're meant to have, or people that people that may bring you down, right, in life that he doesn't want you to be involved in. How hard is that when you become successful and you got Different people may be pulling at you, wanting a little bit of your time, wanting to get into your life, wanting a piece of that. How do you discern uh, which way to go?
2: Yeah, that, that's very tough. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, um, a lot of people struggle with um, just because, you know, we aren't perfect um, and we don't know it all. And I think at times when we try to, you know, figure out a lot of the things on our own is sometimes what we can misstep or, you know, uh, go in the wrong direction uh briefly. So um for me, I just try to practice um, you know, just staying silent, uh, staying calm, um, and trusting that, you know, I can be patient and be still, um, and that I can get a discernment on, you know, which direction to go. I can get a a discernment on um, you know, where I should be um headed or, you know, if I need to redirect or um, if there's individuals um, that I need to remove myself um, from around, but also I just think it gives me the opportunity for me to listen and, uh, and for God to speak to me. So um, it's one of those things that's a continuous practice, um, you know, um, at moments when you think you got it, um, that's when you can be most vulnerable. So um, always trying to, you know, stay humble um, and continue to seek, um, you know, more wisdom, more knowledge, um, that way you can continue to practice in the right way.
0: Being quiet, praying and listening for, for the Lord. And then you you get to hear mm-hmm. those answers. Anthony, I appreciate your time, man. Love what you're doing. Hope to see you back on the field. I, I'm sure we will at some point and, and wish you a ton of blessings.
2: I appreciate that. I appreciate you for having me. Um, peace and blessings to you as well.
0: That's it for this week. Thank you to Anthony Harrison, Joel Gaines, and thank you for listening thank you also to doug pastor scott and everyone on our team for remy i'm rob moddy reminding you make a difference be a blessing
1: today over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery one in four are children we cannot allow them to suffer in silence we need you we need everybody Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.